so I'm sure by now you know what happened, you know, in Israel. Um, it's been happening, actually, in the last uh, few days. I think Saturday was the first day that the Hamas terrorist group broke in uh, to Israel. And basically, I mean, in my interpretation of this, it was basically a suicide mission, right? I think Hamas, as a terrorist organization, they knew the fact that the, the goal that they had was basically disappearing and I think this was the last blow for them. Like they're like, this is the last chance we have. And I'm saying, I'm saying this, I'm saying this because I think it was like a few weeks ago when the Saudi prince, you know, he was getting interviewed and he was just talking about how his relationship with the, you know, with Israel is getting better. Just the Abraham Accords is working to plan in a way, you know, the one, you know, I don't like Trump, you know, I don't, I don't want this guy to come back. And but a lot of his policies were pretty good, and these were one of the policies. So this one's one I I think he's the only one who really, <laughs> of all people, you know, Kushner. He's also a Jewish, I believe, right? And uh, he he made this happen. But either way, the Abraham Accord was basically tried to get Arabic countries in the Middle East, you know, have a relationship with you know Israel, and if this happens. And if you know the history is that Islam in general, I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about the religion and the ideas of that religion. Most of it points to them hating Jews. I mean, I, I believe not the Quran, but the Hadid. And in the Islamic religion, there's two. There's two forms of Islam. There's Sunni Shia, and there's certain 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 sector of Islam who only follows the Quran. Only the Quran. There's other people who follow. The Hadid as well, and really stuff really gets dicey on the Hadid. The Hadid is basically following Muhammad's life, right? As he's getting all these revelation and why he's getting these revelation, basically explaining more into depth about what God told him in the Quran. Just Muhammad's life, Muhammad's life, and certain Muslims don't believe that. You know, they don't really pay attention to the Hadid because it's horrendous. It's based. The Hadid is kind of like. The first testament, the barbaric aspect of it, just the ideas are just like it's very hard to justify those ideas. Uh, it talks about a sign of the last day of uh, before you know the earth is gone and we go to all oh, to the next life is when the rock star talking and talking about and the rock star saying that like, hey, there's a Jew behind me, come get him, you know. So it's just I say that to say that there's a good amount of Muslim people who just don't like Jews and I mean and then think about it and think about the the effects of that onto your whole society you know what I mean so there's a reason why a lot of Muslim countries their Jewish population is non-existent they're not there they either are some point in history and time were massacred or they were just kicked out you know or bully enough to where they felt that they were unwelcome so they had to leave so it's just it's just they don't exist so that's another moral conundrum that people are trying to equate as in the sense of in Israel, there's about 2 million uh, Arabic people live there. If you talk about the part that Palestine controls, like Gaza, there's no Jews there because all the Jews are either being killed, bullied. I mean, you, you, you really can't exist in that world, basically. You know, and that's really the big difference of these two uh, ideologies, really. It's ideology than anything else. One side doesn't want to live with their neighbors. It doesn't really matter about, you know, there's really people believe in the West that there can be a compromise. 
there could be some kind of solution between these two guys. It's very much impossible, I would say, to have any kind of solution if one side is hell-bent in destroying you. Like, he doesn't want to... Ex they don't want you to exist in general. They, it's not that they want to be your neighbor or not. They don't want you to exist, period. So it's very hard to tell these guys, hey, come on, you know, let's all chill out. And if you look back, just the history of when they both got on the table to try to find a solution, just look at the what happened around those days and who was trying to make sure that this deal doesn't happen. Okay? Not just this deal doesn't happen, but I mean, there's attacks. There's war attacks. And this goes for like all the Arabic countries. They all feel the same way. So the Abraham Accord, that's why it was so important for this to be implemented, just to soften in all these tensions in a way, right? But again, remember, this is some religious... This is some religious stuff. This is deeper than just any history. This is religion. This is ideology. Okay. So anyway, the Saudi Arabia, you know, they realized the fact that throughout the years that they need to invest in more than just their oil. They're trying to create a glass city right now. So they're just trying to like attract as much Western as they can. So they're changing as a society as a whole. And they really have to just for their existence sake, because majority of the society simply works for the government and they're just taking all the money from that's it that's they, their oil is the only thing they have so they have to diversify that's why you got you know the super league you know the soccer league now they're buying everybody it's just that they're trying to basically advertise their country to the world to tell the world that we're open we're not we're not like the old saudi arabia basically so this opens the door for israel and that relationship to be created so the past few years you know the relationship has been great so i like i was saying a few weeks ago when uh, Saudi Arabia prince was asked Mohammed bin Salad about the relation with Israel and he talked about how it's going on great and so I think Hamas just knew this knew this was coming knew this was happening it was over there will never be a Palestine state that it's all that, that that's gone that's gone okay and I've been saying this a lot that Islam is going through the Enlightenment age like just like Christian Christianity went through the Enlightenment age in the sense that like how many different type of Christianity is there at this point right and all that because came in through the Enlightenment age where people ask questions and they're like, oh, I don't agree with this. I'm going to go this direction. I mean, Christianity still to this day is like, it's still branching off, branching off. And this is what exactly has happened to Islam as we speak right now. Now there's going to be different type of Muslim practicing different Islamic ideas. You get what I'm saying? So, and then it'll just open the branch. Like just one, one, one example would be the fact that like some of the Hadith, they talk about how you know, a testified of a one man, it is equal to two women. So it was like one girl comes and says like, hey, I just saw a murder. And a guy's like, no, there was no murder. This guy will be believed. But if there was, then she has to have another woman for her word to mean anything. So <laughs> that's wild, obviously. So that, that idea itself now is becoming more softer. Okay. And another one would be the one that says like, beat, you can beat your wife. Like just... <laughs> Open hand, you know what I mean? Don't punch her. If she doesn't, if she doesn't listen, you know, just go smack. And if she doesn't listen to you even some more after that, don't have sex with her. <laughs> you show her, okay? So those ideas. Certain Muslims today, I would, they would say, no, I don't believe that. That's not, I don't follow those laws. So just like that. So in general, the whole world, the internet is finding out about Islam. What are they all about? Like Jordan Pearson had... Uh, some lot of like Islam people and he kind of saw firsthand 
how wild these ideas are. And I think he got real into it. And a lot of people have. And they're just finding out that like, whoa, these ideas are very much, it's not going to work in the West. So, and that's basically the clash that's going to be going on the next 50, 100, 200 years, right? And I think we're just kind of in the beginning of it. This is a horrendous thing that happened to Israel, but I think this is a wake-up call for the world in general. And it's going to be a wake-up call. It's not going to end. This is basically the beginning of that wake-up call. Yeah, so going back to the conflict situation, so Israel in general itself is also having like a crisis, right? Netanyahu is their prime minister. Their president doesn't really have much of a power. And they're having a constitutional crisis at this point. So just there's a lot of like unsure going on in their government at the time. And for Hamas, he felt like this was the time. And in any time, you know, when they feel confident, and I feel like Israel in general, they felt that this is this is like a Gaza, you know, terrorist. They don't have much of supply. They don't have much of uh, power to really do as much damage as they actually did. So in a way, this was a huge security failure. It's, it's like people hacking your phone kind of situation where you increase your security and the hackers get better at hacking your stuff. It's basically that. So Israel, yes, they're known to have a great security, but there was going to be a time where they were going to lack, they were going to be too confident, or they'll just be on, their mind would be somewhere else, like Lebanon, right? That they would just forget about the West Bank. And I think that's kind of what happened. You know, a lot of people don't want to talk about the relationship between Hamas and Qatar. I don't know why no one ever acknowledged that. I know we talk a lot about the Iran situation, that like Iran might have helped them because, you know, Iran itself, the country itself, what people don't understand is like they named themselves after Hitler's, you know, <laughs> Aryan, you know, Iran, you know, the Iranian race, Hitler, the Nazi. I don't know if people knew this, but like, look at the history between when uh, Hitler was gassing the Jews in World War II and what the Iran was doing at that time and what was going on there. It's a very interesting history and kind of just shows you how much Iran hates Jews. But anyway, obviously, I'm not talking about everybody who lives in Iran. You know, I'm just talking about there's a lot of people who believe in these ideas, which is terrible. But anyway, so Iran, you know, is someone that has been helping Hamas. They're kind of the same kind of Muslims, you know what I mean? And on the other side, you know, nobody is really talking about Qatar. Qatar has so much money and has so much friends in the West that they're just scooting by. I mean, how many terrorist bases are in Qatar, honestly? All right, I'm going to leave it there. So going back, Hamas got help from somebody. You know what I mean? We're eventually going to find out who got, he, got, he got help from because there's no way he came up with this idea himself. So Saturday the 7th, they came in. They killed all the guards. They, they literally just came all in. And this is basically, remember, this was a suicide mission, right? Send rockets, okay? Really started the war. And they basically wanted to get as much casualty as they could. They just wanted to kill as much as they could. That was basically the main goal. There wasn't like any kind of like, I truly don't believe these people thought that they were going to take over Israel in general. They knew that they were going to be killed. They were basically, this was basically their hijab. It's that simple. And I think a lot of people in the West just don't want to acknowledge that aspect of the story. That's very important. You can't even talk about how Israel is taking people's home and all that nonsense. If you don't really talk about the main principle of the whole argument is that one side doesn't want the other side to exist at all. Forget about having any kind of argument trying to exist with each other. And 
again, the West is so privileged. They really need to wake up and really think about that because that's very important. This, this Jew hatred is absolutely insane. There's countries around the world who are basically Sydney, Sydney, for example, you have people who support Palestinians who are literally saying gas the Jews. So let's just say if you are just want the independent for Palestinians, right? Why are you saying gas the Jews? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people who are living Israel itself who are not Jewish at all. They're Arabic, actually. They're, they're your own people. You get, so to just point out and say that gas the Jews instead of saying anything about Israel, it really shows you the whole goal of this whole mission. Okay? And how deep the ideology is. So I truly believe Israel should go hard in and basically do everything they can they have to do to get rid of this terrorist group not just the benefit of the israel it's also benefit of the palestinian people i mean these people cannot they really don't even know what a normal life looks like because they are controlled by a terrorist group okay but remember the main point of it at all as well that they are voting for this terrorist group yes you can say they're middle in the vote and all of that and yes they're silencing anybody else who would really say anything and that's why it's so important for Israel to do everything they can to make sure that this group never, never, never does anything like this again. And I call hardly believe that's what's going to happen. Like I was saying earlier, regardless of all the nonsense happening with their constitutional and how much they don't like Netanyahu and all of it. I think all the coalition just came together and they're 100% behind him now. And this is a guy who wanted to eradicate this group as long as he's been a pre uh, prime minister. So this was just giving the green light to really go all in. So I would say brace yourself in the next few weeks, months, years, decades. It's gone. It's over. I think Israel is just pretty much done with people telling them, like, take that moral high ground. Because I think we finally saw that the people they're dealing with, they have no moral high ground. I remind you again, these are people who are putting their own kids in front of a fire. They're, they're using their kids as a shield. They're putting their weapons under schools, under hospitals. There's no equal mor morality in any way. 9-11 happened and we destroyed two countries for it. Okay? Nothing else. It doesn't... The, all the occupation, all that. No, 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 no. We have one side who doesn't want the other side to exist. No matter what. That's it. And I just believe that everybody, every time I go out and talk to people about it, it just seems like most, most people who, who are either don't fully understand the whole ideology of both sides of, both side of this group or else you're, you hate Jews or else you hate Jews. And it just seems like most of the people who come up with these, you just want America, you know, America's not going to go to war for you. You know, this has nothing to do with America. There's 20 Americans who are kidnapped right now. Do you not care about those Americans as well? Not those Americans, yeah? All right. Yeah, it's it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad to see that people are just absolutely crazily uninformed about most things they talk about. Or else is that they just don't care. I'm going to end the podcast with a clip of this Israeli mom who's, who's, whose kids are being kidnapped by Hamas. And she's on CNNBC. And she's being asked, do you have sympathy for the Palestinian kids who are going to be affected for what Hamas did, basically? 
And this is what she says. Your theories about the, the, the attacks against Gaza right now. Uh, how can I the government... Say that, look, you're looking for, for a symmetrical situation, and I must say, it isn't. Um, if you were dealing with a, a war who is between two countries, countries don't take children hostages, I'm sorry. It's against the laws of war. It's against humanity. It's against anything that we all believe in. Every time we had missiles uh, shot at us, I used to say to my children that they should be sympathetic towards the children of Gaza because they suffer a lot more than they do. I'm not sure I still believe in it now. And I must say, the only worry I have now from uh, the bombings in Gaza is the fact that my children are there. I can't be sympathetic anymore. I can't be sympathetic to animal human beings well they're not really human beings who came into my house broke everything stole everything took my children from their bedrooms and took them to the gaza strip israel never done that and will never do so there is no symmetry i'm sorry but there is no symmetry that's it 